0: Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of College Hockey Talk. On today's podcast, I'm joined by sophomore from the Ferris State hockey team, Bradley Merrick. Uh Thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Bradley, and how's everything going?
1: Yeah, it's going good. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Um, you know, just uh finishing up the first part of the season here and uh, looking forward to talking with you today. And thanks for having me again.
0: Yeah, no problem. And obviously you guys just finished the first half of your season after you split against St. Thomas last weekend. Um How would you evaluate your team's performance as of now, as the first half of the season has come to a close? Because I feel like your record doesn't really indicate how well your team's played because you're still in the mix uh, to win the CCHA C- this year.
1: Yeah, I think you hit it right on. Um, You know, we're definitely in the mix. Uh, I think, you know, going into Minnesota State, uh, sweeping them in in regulation both games uh in their barn uh first time in what seven years or something crazy like that. so I mean hat's off to them too been a good team for so long and still are uh, but that just shows where we are, we're at and uh nine wins right now going into Christmas break, but um we're we're definitely happy but uh looking to continue to build.
0: Yeah I want to ask you a little bit about that sweep against Mankato because that was pretty cool to see and obviously I feel like that kind of put your team on the map a little bit. Uh, talk about what it took to get that weekend sweep and uh, just the atmosphere of being the road team in that building because every video I see it seems pretty intense so it must have been nice to sort of silence that crowd.
1: Yeah definitely a tough environment to play and I mean our goalies played on their heads both night but Uh, it took a team effort, uh, both games, I think, uh, sticking to our game plan, what we know best and, uh, us as individuals, what we do to, to make the team win. We all did and, uh, contributed well. So it was, it was really good. And, uh, their Saturday night was a teddy bear toss night. So a lot, a lot of people in the stands there, but, uh, it's a great place to play in and, uh, fun when you come out on top.
0: I'm curious about that because whenever a team scores that first goal and all those teddy bears come flying it takes forever to clear up the ice. What's it like being on the opposite end of that because it must be sort of a weird moment?
1: Yeah, it's it's definitely interesting, that's for sure. <laughs> like you can get up, you get out there and help or what you're really supposed to do, but um you know, yeah, usually it's a couple minute break or whatever, but um it it's fun, though. It's cool to see and it's good good um good cause, so it's fun. Now obviously for yourself individually
0: you are already have fourteen points coming into this past weekend series against St. Thomas. So I'm curious what was like the biggest improvement you made to your game uh this offseason that led to the success that you're having uh this year so far?
1: I think it was just confidence, uh coming off a pretty good freshman season. Um and then knowing how good our team was coming in. Uh just success uh just kinda came um from hard work and and not just from me but from my teammates and um, you know, being able to build off them every day in practice and get better from them every day in practice is something I, uh, you know, really take seriously and really appreciate from them. Um, cause it, it is a team effort. And what does an off season look like for you typically? Like what
0: do you work on? And I'm curious, like what skills you work on, but also do you try to rest up a little bit? Because I feel like it's hard to play hockey for 12 months in a year. So I'm assuming you take some time off as
1: well. Yeah, I definitely I'm a big believer in some time off and recovering in the body and just like getting away from the game for a month or two months and uh just depends on however you want to look at it as a player. But I'm I'm more of like a month, month and a half guy. I just I just wanna golf and work, hang with my buddies, just be a normal normal kid and just go through you know, the routine as you sleep in every once in a while. But um it's it's still working out and skating and this summer I was big on like just uh like perfecting my shot and a lot of stuff with my edges so like changing the angle of my shot and uh, being more deceptive with my feet being a bigger guy so just working on the little things
0: now I want to transition and talk about the beginning of your hockey career and kind of work up to where you are today with Ferris so uh, you were from Michigan so talk about growing up there and how did you start playing
1: hockey Oh yeah, so I'm from, uh, Big Rapids actually, so where Ferris State is, so that was pretty cool for me. Uh, I got started here when I was like four years old, three years old. Um my dad played hockey, so he got me into it and, uh, just kind of loved the game ever since then and was always out on, outside sh- shooting pucks or, you know, playing this, playing that, whatever, it had a stick in my hand, so it was, it was always fun there.
0: Did you ever go to any fair state games as a kid? I'm curious about that because they had some pr- really good teams back in the day that made the tournament,
1: yeah, so I went we had season tickets pretty much my whole life, so it was pretty awesome to be able to see it and grow up with such good teams, literally two minutes from my house so um it, it's been a, a blessing for me to be here now and to to see what that level was when I was a kid too was awesome.
0: And I have to ask, what's your favorite game you've ever went to as a fan of Ferris State before you were a player?
1: Yeah, that's that's a good question. I actually can remember one. Um, it had to be – I don't remember what year it was exactly. It was Ferris was playing Michigan State at home. Um, Jeff Lurg was in net for Michigan State, and the Chelios brothers were on Michigan State at the time, and it was a packed barn. It was awesome. It was the best environment I've ever seen. Um, I don't know other cool games when Ferris won the WCHA in Grand Rapids. That was pretty cool uh, to see that. And they brought back the trophy. So that, that was another big one, but I was older then. Uh, yeah, there's been a lot of cool ones. That's for sure.
0: Yeah, and obviously that barn, it's old, but it has a lot of character. Uh, Talk about what it's like playing in there, because I feel like when there's a full crowd, it's definitely one of the best atmospheres in the CCHA.
1: I think so, too. Yeah, like when we uh, last year played uh, Michigan State, and, you know, teams have a really hard time even coming into our building. It's a little bit smaller. Like you said, Um, the ice surface is even smaller. So they get kind of nervous or, you know, don't really know what's going on. So it's fun for us and a good advantage. Practice on it all the time, obviously. Um, but yeah, it's nice. Like it's it, when when the crowd gets going, it definitely helps in our favor.
0: And obviously, you have a very gritty team, so that must be to your advantage as well.
1: Yeah, it's awesome. We, we love the way we play right now, and um, like you were saying earlier, you know, we definitely could have a little better record than than we have. So we're not too worried about it. But um, with our grit and how how hard we work and the skill of our guys, I think you know, we're definitely going to be contenders.
0: Now, who was your favorite player growing up? Was it someone on Ferris State? Was it someone on the Red Wings? Like, who's someone that you idolized as a kid?
1: Uh, Cody Chupp from Ferris State. He's now with uh, Minnesota Duluth. He's their assistant coach. He was uh, my favorite player growing up by far when uh, he was at Ferris.
0: Have you ever had the chance to meet him, like, as a college student now? Because that must be kind of funny.
1: He, uh, funny, it, it kind of goes full circle. So, um, he knew my dad growing up and he would watch my dad and he, he was a fan of my dad. So that was pretty cool. And then without me even knowing that, I became a fan of him. Um, cause he, his family's also from the Bigger Rapids area. And, uh, uh, he was actually my coach in Muskegon and USHL. Oh, so nice. It was pre- yeah, it was pretty cool.
0: Did you ever get to tell him that, like, you were his favorite player? You were his, he was your favorite player growing up. Uh, I'm assuming, I feel like he was probably humble about it, but, um, that must have been a cool moment for him as well.
1: Yeah. And when, uh, I definitely told him a lot when I was a kid, but then when I got to juniors and that, that kind of came out, I definitely got some chirps from the boys, (laughs) but uh, but it was fun. It was good.
0: I feel like he definitely had some chirps for you too, since he knew you a little bit before coming into the team.
1: Oh, he definitely did. First day, you know, getting some love, but it's all good. It was all good.
0: I do want to ask you about your UCHL days because you played for Muskegon, but you also played for the Youngstown Phantom as well. And I love that Youngstown team that you had during the COVID year because you had some really, really talented players on that team. I'm curious, um, talk about your experience in the USHL, but how did you get the opportunity to go to that league?
1: Yeah, so I was drafted, um, by a team who folded now, um, the Bloomington Thunder, who became Central, Central Illinois Flying Aces. So I played there for about a year and a half, but I got drafted out of U 16, uh, Fox Motors, um, uh, and then just kind of got my opportunity through being an affiliate, going up practicing and, uh, going to camps in the summer with them. And obviously as a draft pick, you're invited. So, Got my start with them and uh, under Coach Watt there, and was lucky enough. He, you know, I wouldn't say took a chance on me, but I was a younger kid and still in high school. Uh, but I just proved that I I belong there through like some hard work and and he really liked that and and uh, my, my leadership qualities he liked as well. So that that kind of helped me stick there. And then I got traded to uh, or dispersed to Youngstown when we folded. Uh, so I went there spent a year and a half there and had a really good team. Like you were saying that COVID year, Trevor Kuntar, Unreal, um, you know, so many other good players, uh, Georgie Murakilov, he's in the AHL. Um, but so many guys that have su- such high hockey potentials in the future. Um, and then my age out year, I asked for a trade because um, we had five 20 year olds and you were only allowed four. So I asked for a trade and, Got lucky enough to go to Muskegon and, um, you know, thankful for Brad Patterson, the coach of Youngstown, sent me there and knew I was older and had played in the league for four years already and sent me somewhere that's an hour down the road from my house. So that was pretty cool of him too. Yeah, talk about how the USHL helped prepare you for college hockey because obviously you're
0: going against uh, a lot of high-end players, but you're also going against pretty much all Division One commits, which not a lot of junior leagues can say
1: yeah no it's that's definitely right and it's uh it's the toughest junior league in the world um and it it definitely prepares you the right way and some guys take one year some guys take four like myself and i don't think any you know certain ways the right way and when people ask me what should i do and it just depends on how comfortable those guys are and how developed they feel i know that last year eligibility for me was so important it helped boost my confidence so much and um, being with my time in Michigan was unbelievable. Probably my favorite time. Um, but no, it was, it's 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 awesome. I loved I loved USHL. How hard it was, gritty, but so skilled at the same time. I mean, you're seeing high end top draft picks playing NTDP all the time, and those top guys like Chicago Steel was always good. But so it was fun.
0: Who's uh, what's your favorite memory you have um, in the USHL when you look back on it right now?
1: Uh, scoring in the conference finals, no, scoring second round of playoffs against Green Bay to beat him. I had two goals that night, and we beat him
0: 2-1. That's awesome. And I do have to ask you, because one player that you got to play with was Riley Duran, who is kind of lighting it up with the Providence Friars. I'm curious what was, like, being his teammate and how cool it is to see the development that he's had, being a player at Youngstown to obviously playing with the World Junior Team last last summer.
1: Yeah, Riley's a great player. I mean, he's right up there with, you know, the, the best players I've ever played with and he's a gifted everywhere on the ice, he's a big body. He's not afraid to hit guys, get in the gritty areas and but he's also so skilled. Like you don't make those teams you're not drafted that, you know, to the Bruins if you're not, you know, a skilled player and a good player and he, he checks all the boxes. So I'm not surprising he's a great teammate off the ice, great friend um you know i got to get back in touch with him sometimes you know you fall out of touch but he's definitely a guy you could always just talk to pick up the phone so it's nice
0: now talk a little bit about your recruitment process at ferris state what made you want to go there for some the schools you might have looked at and how cool was it to be recruited by the school you grew up idolizing
1: yeah for me it was uh it was it was really awesome you know from to hear from coach daniels and the coaching staff here it was uh Pretty much a no brainer for me right away to come back home after being away for four years, like I said, but it was a dream come true and I didn't even need to visit, obviously. I knew what kind of was going on and I knew, you know, the program's history and how good they've been in the past and we're on a little bit of a rebuild now and it's starting to show so it's really exciting.
0: Yeah, obviously I kind of want to ask you about that because obviously back in the day we were talking about how Ferris State um, had so much success and obviously that hasn't happened in the past few years but it's starting to change. What's it like being part of the team that's sort of starting to change the culture back to once what it
1: once was? You no, know, it's awesome. It's, it's cool to see everything going the right way and um, definitely guys pulling the right way and it's going to lead on like our freshman class is awesome. We got some great leaders in that class and my sophomore class the same way. I mean, we're all, all we're, we're all great leaders and all can pull the same way, but it's good to see the young guys buying in right away too. So that's, that's going to help us tremendously. And, um, our last home game, we brought in, uh, the 2012 team that, you know, had the most success here going to the national championship game. Um, you know, and they said pretty, they had the same record going into Christmas break and we just got to have, you know, certain mindset that, I think we do have of, you know, we're going to go into games. We're going to be confident. We're going to win. We're going to play our game plan.
0: Now, what was like the biggest adjustment you had to make to college hockey as a freshman? Was it the speed of the game, physicality going as older players? Um, What stood out to you the most and how did you adjust to it?
1: Yeah, I went from being the oldest guy in in my former league to, you know, younger to middle of the pack, whatever. Um, But the CCHA is an older, older league for sure. So it was, Definitely tough to play against those older, bigger guys. But, I mean, I think it's just harder to score. Like, hard to score in college. It's hard to produce. You know, you get 34 games instead of 62. It's it's harder to put up bigger numbers. But there's the separation of guys who do and some of the guys who don't. But you got to learn a different role as, as long as, you know, you might be scoring. But you also got to block shots and kill penalties, win face-offs, you know. It's the little things to help your team win in college. I feel like every game matters so much more.
0: Yeah, something I
1: kind of re- admire
0: about your game is how few penalties you take. I think you only have one penalty uh, you've taken this year. So I guess is that something you work on, and um, what's the key to staying out of the box? I don't want to blow up your spot a little bit, but I'm just curious how it all works out.
1: Yeah, I just don't want to make coach mad. <laughs> no, but for, I mean, I don't know, just. Um, being a bigger guy, I just like to use my size. I don't, you don't need to blow everybody up, but definitely get a rub on guys and take the puck, but then protect the puck at the same time, and you'll draw way more penalties than you do take. And Put your stick away and finish hits, and if you do it clean, you're not going to get penalties. And you, Then you eliminate those stick penalties. So move your feet everywhere and finish checks.
0: And how do you balance uh both academics and hockey? I'm curious about that as well because that's some that's an aspect I feel like that isn't talked about enough when you when you talk about like college hockey and stuff like just that whole other life that you have to have. And especially for you since you're in juniors for so long, you've probably like had two years where you didn't have to do any school. So, is it weird kind of jumping back into that?
1: Yeah. Yeah, it was when my first math class, my freshman year, I felt like I was learning rocket science and it was <laughs> basic algebra and I was like, Oh my goodness. But then you just put on, you know, the work boots kind of just hunker down and study. It might take you a couple extra hours to, you know, really relearn the stuff after class or making sure you're getting to know it. And that's just kind of what I like to tell the freshmen too, like just kind of stay up on your work cause it sneaks up on you fast, especially, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, you know, you're focused on school and, the team that's coming in or you're going there, you might leave on a Wednesday and then on the road, you're not as focused on school and getting your work done, but it's a tough balance. You just got to, you know, be able to, you know, kind of multitask and know when this is due and, but also be ready to go on the ice.
0: Yeah. I'm assuming are you, are you all done with math now since you're a sophomore or do you still have to take another class?
1: I'm done with math. Thankfully. <laughs> that's good. That's yeah. good. What are you majoring in? Uh, business, I think I'm, I'm doing like sales. I have to pick pretty soon here, but I want to do like some marketing sales or something.
0: Nice. Nice. That's awesome. And with getting back to your freshman year a little bit, obviously your team sort of was up and down for a lot of the season, but you guys had a great, um, season or playoffs quarterfinal as you guys came up short to Michigan Tech, uh, losing obviously in an overtime game. I'm curious how you used that playoff series to help you out for this year because I feel like your team learned a lot from it playing a tough team like tech and um, what you like took away from that whole experience.
1: Yeah, that's a, another great question and um, we went into overtime with tech four times in a row. <laughs> uh, Twice, yeah, twice. Right. We played them two weeks before playoffs and we went to overtime both games and they were at top what they were like 18th or 17th in nation at that time. They're a tournament team. So, yeah, we went to we went to overtime with them twice and we lost both times in overtime. And then in playoffs, like you say, we lost in overtime the first night and then double overtime the second night. So, I mean, it kind of, you know, fueled our fire a little bit for the guys that were returning. And like I said, the freshmen have been so good at buying in. Um, so I feel like they picked it up right with us, and it was so good for us to play Tech at uh, the beginning of the year and beat them in regulation and just know, like, hey, you know, they're still a really good team, still ranked, like, but we're we're here, and we're here to play, so it was really good for us.
0: And what's it like playing in the CCHA? Obviously, it's a very gritty league, but I feel like it sort of gets overlooked but at the same time, it's not because you saw what Minnesota State did in the tournament, Michigan, with yep. all those high-end first-round draft picks, and they couldn't – it was just, like, it's pretty crazy how, like, just how t- talented the league is – or it was Minnesota, my apologies – but just how talented the the league is, but no one really talks about it compared to some of the other conferences in college hockey.
1: Yeah, it, I feel like, you know, we do, we do get a little overlooked, um, but it is good when – now look at us like – uh we're right off the top twenty-five ranking. Northerns right off tax ranked. Minnesota State's ranked. That's four teams out of our eight. You know, so that's half our league is either you know top thirty. So that's I feel like that's pretty good for us. And we'll fly under the radar all we want, but when it comes down to playoffs and all that stuff, I feel like when the CCHA teams are involved, they give a a tough tough battle to every team that they play.
0: And obviously, you're going to get that opportunity your next game at the Great Lakes Invitational as you guys go against Michigan State, who's been a very hot team as of late. How excited are you for that opportunity, and um, what's it going to be like playing a Big Ten opponent?
1: Yeah, I'm really excited. Uh, we, we owe them one. Played them last year. We were up 3-0, going into the third, and ended up losing 4-3. So um, we definitely owe them a game, and it's you know no better time to do it than than now, so in the and especially in that big of a tournament, eyes on us. It would be really good for us in the rankings and get us another step in the right direction. I feel like that's all we're building at right now. It's just chipping away one game at a time toward towards the the final goal. And as a Michigan native, how do you love
0: the Great Lakes Invitational? Because it's kind of cool having all those Michigan hockey teams playing in a tournament together. I wish they sort of made it like the Beanpot, where you have like the four teams or add another team to it and i just think yeah. that'd be cool to have
1: yeah i think i think the great lakes is awesome i mean we were just talking about it the other day like you know tournaments in college hockey and we said you know the bean pots obviously probably number 1 or you know but i feel like the great lakes is right up there too with it's been a it's been a tournament for since the 70s with uh started with michigan tech um so it it and there's always great teams michigan michigan state western us you know it, it's it's always somebody good and it's always somebody like it's always gonna be fun for people to show up even if they're not sharing for you know a team in particular it's good for the communities too
0: now we're now in a segment
1: i like to call the
0: non-hockey segment we're asking some non-hockey questions just to get to know you a little bit more off the ice so obviously yeah. uh first one is um what music uh, do you
1: like to listen to before a game for games recently, it's been rock. Like, I don't know, I, there, there's some rap in the locker room, so if, uh, that's my, usually my first choice, but, uh, sec, like, second uh, choice is usually rock, so I'll put my headphones in, and kinda of mellows me out a little bit. It's not like heavy metal, but it's just more old school, like, 80s, 90s stuff, so that's been my go-to lately.
0: Who controls the ox in the locker room?
1: Oh, Nick Nardicia, he's my roommate. Good ox guy. Really good ox guy.
0: I feel like that's one of the most, uh, challenging jobs to have on the team because if you mess up, people are going to just trip you. <laughs>
1: terrible, terrible job. I would
0: never want that job. Uh, what is your favorite TV show and which character on that show you think would be the best, uh, teammate at Ferris State? Like, what is, if someone on that TV show you'd pick to be a teammate on Ferris State, uh, who would you choose? So
1: the show I'd go with is, uh, Peaky Blinders. It's my favorite show. Uh us say Thomas Shelby, the, the the leader, the head guy, the team first guy. That's what we want here.
0: Exactly, and he'll be pretty scary for opponents going after him too because <laughs> I feel like he could throw him.
1: <laughs> pretty terrifying guy, yeah.
0: Uh, Next thing is what is the most interesting thing you've seen or read this week?
1: Interesting thing I've seen probably – I don't know. It's a great question. Um, The World Cup stuff, I don't know. It's pretty interesting just that today. So, I mean, Messi, right? Just gets Mm -hmm. it, so it's Yeah, that
0: That was probably the craziest game. I'm not the biggest soccer guy, but that was a pretty crazy game because I thought Argentina was kind of rolling through it. And then France got those two goals to tie up the game, and then it was just mayhem for the rest of the game. It was pretty fun to watch.
1: Yeah, our group chat was blowing up about it, so I had to throw it on, and it was it was it was pretty sweet.
0: Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if um, soccer can grow in this country. Uh, I feel like it's starting yep. to get there, especially since uh, the U.S. is hosting it in three years. So I think I wouldn't be surprised if it's like one of the four like major sports, like hockey, football, and baseball. Are
1: I'm sure it will be. I'm sure it's it's just too big overseas not to, right? You know.
0: Yeah. Now, speaking of teammates, I want to ask you. well, uh, who in Ferris State has the best style uh beside Because I see some of those uh pre game outfits that you guys pull up in. it's pretty nice.
1: Yeah, I would say uh <clears throat> I hate to say it. Uh Noah Giesebreck probably. You know, I love Geezy. Pump his tires a little bit awesome goalie, fantastic goalie. Um that's another thing. Shout out to our goalies. Without them, we wouldn't be where we're at. I mean, stand on their head. But anyways, geezy um, He's got some good style. Don't tell him. I, I might tell him to skip this part of the interview, but <laughs> definitely easy. <laughs> Who's the funniest teammate? Nick Nardiccio. Now, uh, now, which teammate has the messiest uh, locker? Messiest locker. Um, i got to give it to the guy next to me, Matt Slick, our captain. He's gonna hate that I said it, but it's gotta go to him. He's always got stuff in front of his, his stall, but we give him we give him a hard time. He's not really messy; just give him a hard time. Yeah, he doesn't.
0: We don't need to see his locker. We just need to know that it's the messiest. That's right. That's right. That's right. Now, final uh, non-hockey question is: if there was a movie made about your life, uh, who would you want to play yourself? I assume probably Killian Murphy from Pe- Peaky Blinders. That would be a pretty fun. Fun actor to exactly. play you. <laughs>
1: what i want to pick yes it. no i love that show i love him i just love the way he's just hard and good leader you know he's do anything for the guys i love
0: it we need to see him in a ferris state jersey at some point i know he probably doesn't know anything about college hockey
1: but that'd be pretty funny if he showed up to oh, ferris for a game a <laughs> dream come true i mean me and uh you were talking about uh J-Mick last year um we we love that show. We talk about it all the time still. So that's funny. But, yeah, that'd be awesome. You also can show up in a main jersey, too, for Justin. Because
0: that, those right. jerseys are fire.
1: <laughs> those are sick jerseys. Yeah, that's, I'll give them that. Those are sick.
0: Now, getting back to some hockey questions now. Uh, first one is, like, what advice would you give younger people that are listening to this? Um, like, advice to get to the Dual Division One level?
1: Uh, you Just stay with it, I feel like. Uh Kids get too hard on themselves right now and uh, go on social media. It's pretty easy to, you know, go one way or the other and say, I need to be doing this or I need to be Connor McDavid scoring these type of goals or doing this or I'm never going to make it. And kids get too wrapped up in their own head right now. And I feel like the game of hockey is always meant to be fun. And that's why everybody started playing it or, you know, loving the game. You don't even have to play it. You do it for fun. You do it because you love it um it needs to be more like that and but it also comes with hard work right so it's a balance but just keep going that's what I always say just keep going keep doing your thing
0: yeah it's good advice to hear because I feel like everyone idolizes to be like one of those superstar players in the NHL but sometimes teams just need a guy that can kill penalties and block shots and no one really idolizes to be like that guy but if you can create that role for yourself I feel like a lot of teams would take that type of player
1: exactly I couldn't agree more
0: now, for all the Fair State fans that are listening to this episode, uh, what message do you have to them about the second half
1: of the season? And, uh, just, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'd say keep, uh, keep tuning in, keep being ready. We're, uh, we're going to keep fighting. Uh, we're going to keep doing what we can to bring us back on the map. Uh, it's our time again and we're excited and we're going to keep battling.
0: Now, do you have any shout-outs you want to give, uh, to any of your teammates, former teammates, uh, family members or friends, or just anything, anything, you can say it whatever you want, uh, the, the four is all yours. Yeah, thanks.
1: I got, uh, I got a shout out to my family, obviously my mom, my dad, my grandma, huge supporters of me. Uh, um, you know, my, my, my best buddy, Josh Kirby, give a shout out to him. He's always been there feeding me pucks, one timers whenever I need them and, uh, it's always been, always been a guy that, you know, I can talk to, help me out whenever, uh, it doesn't even have to be about hockey. So he's been somebody who's, you know, always been, and always been there for me. Like we were talking about, just keeping that love of the game alive. He, he's always helped me out with that. So big shout out to, to Kerbo and, uh, the boys love him. So gotta keep him around and one of our good luck charms. So that's for sure.
0: Well, shout out to you, Brad, for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate your time. It means a lot to myself. I wish you and your team nothing but the best for the second half of the season. And, uh, yeah, I'll try to watch as much as I can, even though I'm in the East Coast and I can't see any of your games in person because you're a little too far. I'll try to watch it through a screen and cheer on as best I can.
1: Yeah, thank you so much. I really appreciate having me on here and uh, hope nothing but the best for you and the pod. I'll definitely be listening to to a little more now and, and spreading the word and, Uh, Hope nothing but the best.